0: You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Yay!
1: Hello, everybody. We are live. Welcome to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, where we bring you the latest news and insights on the dynamic and ever changing real estate market in Ottawa, Canada's capital city. Our show is designed to keep you informed and up to date on the trends developments and opportunities in the local real estate industry whether you're a seasoned real estate investor a first-time home buyer or simply curious about the market our expert guests and hosts are here to provide you with valuable insights tips and strategies that can help you make informed decisions about buying selling or investing in Ottawa's real estate market so sit back relax and join us live today as we explore the fascinating world of real estate in Ottawa
0: yes couldn't have written it yes. better ourselves.
2: Yeah. Incredible. You need that uh, you need that new NVIDIA AI app for your eyes on the screen while yeah. you read.
1: Yeah.
2: What am I it's looking so at? weird, that
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. How's everyone doing? How's the week? It's well, my week. Look at me. Look at me. How do you think
2: my week's been going?
1: You're looking tanned.
2: Yeah, that's right. I can't believe I'm coming home tomorrow. <laughs> So that's yeah, great. That's, that's my week. I've uh, it's funny when you're at the end of a trip. Uh, as much as you want to stay where you are, when you're at the end of the trip, you're kind of like, okay, I'm leaving now. I'm mm-hmm. leaving now, and your whole mindset just shifts. It's totally true. So yeah. now yeah. I'm like kind of like now I'm back home. I'm getting kind of I'm getting amped up to be home. Uh, although I know the weather is not what uh, what we would like, but that's Ottawa. Mm-hmm. What do
0: you do? You know? <laughs> For some reason, people still want to live here. Nah, our snowy For some climate. <laughs> Driving as we got dumped on again today yeah
1: driving in the snow this morning i was like what are we doing living here every time yeah
0: <laughs> people are paying what to live in this snow
1: <laughs> uh so for anyone uh, anyone that's tuning in live we apologize um no but we uh, we are going to be answering we, we have some questions that were from past episodes some questions that have been emailed to us um but we do want to make this as as open form as possible that's why we like going live so it's it's more of an interactive conversation so uh if you do yeah. have any questions throw them in the chat we'll be sure to answer them before before we go offline uh greg i know you had uh, a couple stories it seems like the market i don't want to say is shifting um uh, but i know you had some multiple offer situations again recently that uh got a little more little more complex than maybe you start you thought at the beginning i'm going to you know so as most of you know
2: now that watch the show, my part I've worked with I have a partner, Luke Merrick, who's been working his I'll, I'll say it he's been working his ass off during the month of February. and you know, I can only say that there's been four situations well, that's five, four <laughs> situations where um he offered with our clients on properties that had been sitting, ended up in multiples. we lost he lost we won one uh which was great and the one that we won on we think that that property would probably be that was last week we think that if it hit the market within the next week and a half it would be about 50,000 higher based on what we're seeing uh in the market so the we're back to seeing multiple offers on properties where homes have been listed substantially lower to kind of create traffic but they're also selling much higher to bring them even over the point of what would be considered fair market value Mm. in the current market so it's very active um you know i don't care what you're hearing what you're saying if you are a buyer just be ready to go at it again because it's Mm -hmm. happening and remember i say this all the time this is just my business this is mine and lucas business we're not the only ones that this is happening to I wanna go quickly into something that happened to um, a client that i referred to an agent uh, with the agency in in, uh, Ajax. Uh, They had been working with me here. Uh, We lost a bunch of offers when the market was crazy. They ended up getting relocated. They had to move, you know, we spoke. I said, you guys should be shopping over the winter. Waited, waited till spring, waited till spring was starting now. The first place that they finally submitted on 16 offers, it lost, sold for seven, I think it was 75,000 over list. And uh, I also know of two other stories in Ajax alone, again, through Luca, through, uh, through an agent that he's, uh, he's good friends with down there. His name is Brad. Single family detached, 40 offers, selling 250000 over listing, uh, list price, another one selling three hundred over list. Uh, and that's in Ajax. So Ajax is this new hot market in Ontario, apparently. So mm-hmm. now, again, you know that the ones that are selling are either um, spectacular and more people are going in on it, or the ones, uh, some of the ones that we've seen are ones that need work. But the fact that they're having multiple offers and that uh, they're selling that much over list, it means that there are buyers in both categories shopping, uh, shopping for extremely beautiful homes that are done. And there's also buyer shopping for the ones that need a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what That's what I'm seeing anyway. So I don't have any current specific data for the last week and a half or two weeks. But uh, for the next episode, I will have uh, some serious information as soon as I get back into town. But anyways, it's it's hot. It's hot. No matter what they say, I don't know what to tell you other than that, what I just told you.
0: It's, Actually, uh, <clears throat> I was just going to say, I think it's interesting, too, when, um, you know, everyone looks at, and we we said it last week as well, uh, people look at the stats and people look at, you know, what January you know, the number of sales being down, I think it was 37% versus January of 2020. Um, <clears throat> but it's still, again, there's different there's different pockets within the country. Um, you know, there are still going to be those properties that sit for a long period of time. Again, we're, you know, this is anecdotal, but we're talking about properties that, you know, are generating a num- like quite a bit of traffic because they are marketable people. They are in good shape that, you know, they are priced properly. Um, You're still going to have properties that sit and don't sell right now, but uh, Mm -hmm. by and large people are uh, comfortable with where rates are. Uh, You know, it seems, and and Paul, you could probably speak to this as well. People kind of seem in my conversations uh, that I'm having daily with people, uh, buyers, whether they are looking to get re pre-approved because they've been looking for three months, uh, or four months and looking to relock their rate uh, that they're still shopping. And that's not just it within Ottawa. I've, I do have uh, a number of clients in BC as well in Vancouver. Uh, and it's the same thing that they've been constantly looking and shopping. I uh, just, you know, we, I just firmed up with a client last week in Vancouver that they had to waive financing on their COF mm-hmm. on their condition of financing date, because there was a backup offer already. And this was a uh, condo at one2 um, you know, a, I think an 800 square foot condo, you know, and, uh, and had a backup offer. Uh, so, you know, it isn't just, you know, I know this is the auto real estate podcast and so we speak to our experience here, but I will say at least from my experience of, of, you know, in this last couple of months, I've seen at the beginning of the year, it being slow for sure for that first two, three weeks, but in different markets of it uh, picking up and and being uh, pretty busy and, and people being comfortable with the rates where they're at. Uh, they've kind of just stomached it and it is what it is, in their opinion, and and in their mind. And you know, this is the p- price, and everyone's just asking about two and three year fixed. Um, mm-hmm. you know, or even variable again, like um constantly the conversation of variable and two and three year fixed and not five. People understanding that rates are likely to come down in the next couple of years. I yeah, I'm, I'm seeing sorry, the same thing. Ahead.
2: And Paul's gonna say something here. Yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, and I was
1: gonna I was gonna say <laughs> that I imagine. The, the next announcement, which is early March that we're probably not going to see the Bank of Canada shift rates again. Uh, I think it was after the last episode last week, but uh, inflation numbers came out and it did drop again from uh, from the last release. I think it was at tickets at five59 now or five eight, 58, 5.8 mm-hmm. uh, down from 6.3. So the, the inflation numbers at least are decreasing the way that they want, maybe not as fast. But I think they'd be hard pressed to increase rates again, given that things are actually trending the way they're supposed to. But who knows? We'll see. They've surprised us a few times last year. Mm-hmm. So, um, so two. There was actually two questions. One was uh, an email from from Marge. Marge, not sure. Uh, there's an e at the end. I'm assuming Marge. Um, it says the headline's accurate and is the sky truly falling in the Canadian real estate market? I feel like Greg, you kind of just touched on that, so that was perfect. Uh, and then Karim in the chat here. Uh, asked about the bank, Kenny says, "Hello. In the case that the Bank of Canada stops raising rates, what do you think the impact on demand will be?"
0: Um, so I'll, I'll speak to that. I, I actually just had lunch with um, uh, an area manager for for a bank um, today, and and we're you know this conversation was the same sentiment um, of what we what we've had. You know, you've got. Um, you've got a, a such an influx of immigration that, you know, goes towards metropolitans. There's been, there is pent up demand there waiting people, you know, by and large, people have just been on the sidelines. And this kind of also goes into that second live question that was posted live just now um, that there's a ton of pent up demand. People that were, Looking before, they got scared of the market when rates were low because of the multiple offers and how busy it was and things going crazy over asking. They weren't able to anticipate what things would go for, so they were kind of scared away. Uh, rates increased. That scared them away because prices were dipping. Uh, they didn't know where rates were, what that would look like. That kind of scared them away, and, and that's happened over the past. But things seem to be, you know, it's been a number of months now with elevated rates. Those people are coming back to the fold, uh, whether that's first-time home buyers people that weren't pre-approved or even looking at homes before they're like well rates are what they are i hear they might go down but you know i still need i, I still want to buy a home um so people you know kind of get accustomed to it um you know we don't hear you know i will say you don't hear as much about you know the complaints about the grocery store prices uh anymore like you did 6 months ago because all of us you know we've just bared and gritted mm-hmm. our teeth and stopped talking about it and we're like well this is what the price is and I'll stop complaining about it. And kind of the mm-hmm. same thing I find on the, you know, on the mortgage rates is, um, you know, they are what they are. People, you know, in the beginning were like, "Frig, this is ridiculous. These are so high. Uh, it's not what I'm used to compared to X number of months ago. And and now it's not even, it's kind of not even a topic of conversation other than when do you think rates are going to uh, dip or, you know, are you seeing the economy and the trends of the economy, you know, uh, going the way that the bank can was hoping, uh, so to that question of what do you, what do we think the impact will be to demand, and this is my opinion and solely my opinion, I think if they stay stagnant on the next um, rate uh, rate increase on May March eighth, uh, I think that will put, boost uh, confidence in the market mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that people will that have been sitting on the sidelines unsure, and as soon as we have one non-increase announcement that it will, that those Mm -hmm. buyers will be more apt to jump back in Uh, and demand has been sitting there. And, and, you know, we've seen it in rental rates coming up, you know, by and large across the country, uh, you know, influx of immigration, all that. Like, so that demand is still there and only increasing um, and people want to buy.
1: Yeah. I think also to keep in mind, we Mm -hmm. talked about this last week, but um, you know, in 2023, There's over a million homes coming up for renewal on their mortgage as well, which I think is over 40% of of homeowners in Canada. So all of the people last year that were, like you said, Dave, kind of, you know, complaining about grocery prices and, oh, that's beautiful, Greg. Uh, Mm -hmm. Complaining about grocery prices and and home prices decreasing and Mm -hmm. uh, cost of living going up. I think a lot of those people that were, that had that sentiment were people that were existing homeowners that were just seeing their cost of living increase pretty dramatically. So I think with this most recent, assuming that rates don't go up, I think also we'll see a lot more people on the renewals, maybe sticking with the variable thinking, well, maybe we've hit that that peak and my rate will continuously go down over the next five years instead of the unknown of, you know, is it going to keep going up a quarter percent every, uh, every two months or three months? Um, so I think that's, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the year shapes out, but I would be very... I think they'd be very hard pressed to, to raise rates again, given everything we've seen. But again, I, I was saying last week that, you know, the planners that I've spoken to the financial analysts and so on, they've been saying that um, they were pricing in, you know, two or three increases this year. So who knows, maybe they do it another quarter point just to bring things to an, you know, to an even
0: more more all- halt. You know, <clears> yeah. <throat> yeah. <laughs> even more
1: of a halt. So who knows?
2: I have a comment based on, um, you know, somewhat relating to that of where the market is going and, this is, I think, this is a good example for people to understand, especially buyers um, and and sellers, because there's a lot of sellers I think that haven't been putting their house on the market mm-hmm. because they really want a top dollar and they weren't just focusing on the fact that they needed to, or they wanted to move. Whereas, you know, sell, right in a, in a regular market like it's been, it's like sell for less, but you're also going to pay less wherever you go to. But you know, some sellers are sitting there; they still want to sell high and buy low, mm-hmm. um, whatever that mentality may, may come from but it's you know a lot of people still have that feeling so this is a good example so i got a call about six weeks ago to um do a cma on a house and evaluation and at that point in time i knew that i was telling the client ex- everything she didn't want to hear you know and uh she was talking to somebody else too and i said i said i could never list your house for like i couldn't justify more than five hundred thousand for that right now Now that was, that was about six weeks ago. I'm meeting them on Saturday and I, if, if we sign that day, it'll be listing probably around 540,000. And that's just over the last few weeks. That's the difference that I'm seeing in the market with where things are going in terms of sales. And that's in Orleans. And that's a huge jump. I never, I never thought when I told her 500 around 500,000 that in this amount of time, I I would jump that high in price. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm astonished. So, I mean, if that says anything uh, about the market and everyone's comments, and everybody has to remember, you all are sitting there, not all of you, sorry, but some of you have been sitting there just watching and studying and trying to get all the right information instead of taking advantage of the opportunities that have been in front of you. And now the time has come where everyone is seeing that opportunity. And unfortunately, some people are going to get left behind because others who have, more purchasing power or a more of a, a solid file to go ahead and buy homes they're going to be the ones that are going to are going to win out of this um you know and we've been saying it all the time i i'm a big believer in you know buy buy what you love the right home is always around the corner but if you're always just waiting then you're never gonna you're never gonna get there or you're gonna miss opportunities
1: yeah gabriel uh, uh, buenas noches gabriel back from the last mm-hmm. live show um he said mm-hmm. do you think the goal do you think do you think you're going to be wow well, do you think you're going to be seeing all of these multiple offers when the spring inventory increases uh historically march is typically when we see like a, a kind of flood of listings come greg if i'm not mistaken um yeah. i would imagine based on that i mean everyone who's listing their home is is then also going to be buying and probably a bit more aggressive in their in their purchasing because of the fact that you know they're buying and selling uh most buyers i feel like you know, if you're a first time home buyer, you can kind, you kind of have the luxury of of not rushing into it. You can kind of wait, see where the market goes, wait for the perfect house. But if your home is for sale and you have a firm offer on your place, you're going to be a little more uh, aggressive and assertive in your offers. Is that fair mm-hmm. to say, Greg, from from that's, your experience?
2: That's 100% correct. And, you know, I think that everyone also needs to understand that, again, whatever you read in the media, no matter what, in any market, you're always going to have people. You're always going to have sellers who are, are are way overpriced. They're out of the market. You're going to have homes that come on that are underpriced that create um, interest immediately because for whatever reason, maybe that's what they have to do, or they have planned they got a good strategy with the realtor. You're going to find some that are priced at market value. Some will sit, some will go. It's always going to be like that uh, no matter what. And especially here on in for the next little while, but you know, there's homes that, um, again, like what Luca was involved in. It's on the market for, I think one was 120 days. Had two offers, they fell through. Then all of a sudden they had two offers, 120 days in. Sold over list price. Yeah. Like what?
0: I, I you think know, that so demand. You can't,
2: there's, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, continue. Sure.
2: I'm just saying there's no rhyme or reason to it, really. It's like, just be just be on the lookout and don't be afraid to submit an offer. If your goal is to get in the game, buy a property, and that's what that's what your focus is.
0: Yeah, I think the um, the multiple offers with spring inventory, again, it, 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 it kind of will next Wednesday's rate announcement and then further to that April's uh, will, I think, be like that will be the, the telling tale of whether there'll be a flood of multiple offers or not. And by flood of multiple offers, as in a flood of buyers, um, you know, again, it's not people are there. People are waiting, um, researching, just waiting uh, till in their mind that that right time. But they are sitting in the wings, and and I again, I do I do strongly believe that it is waiting for that positive news, and that positive news being uh, that Bank of Canada pause on increases. And if that happens in you know on the March 8th, I think we'll see you know increased interest uh, yeah. in real in buying, and then further to that if april goes you no know, the same let's say they do back to back pauses and again inflationary numbers keep coming down and and that is and the economy and the economic outlook is looking positive all that's going to do is is spawn uh, renewed interest um, you know there's always you know and we're not we always say like you know and, and Greg just said it like buy a prop buy a house that you want to live in not like people were doing the past couple of years of you know kind of hedging mm-hmm. as as an investment and a short term investment um, but I will, you know. But real estate is an asset class, and so I'll kind of relay it to the 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 equities market. Every major investor in the equities market is always buying when the when everyone else is selling. In a mm-hmm. bear market, the people that do the best are the are buying, um, and and they understand that prices are low. It's going to be temporary, and they're going to hold on to it, and and it's going to only increase in value. And I think that same. Uh, Concept and mentality. You look at the Warren Buffets. You look at, you know, any other major, well-known investor out there, uh, says the same thing. When people are, when people are going left, you go right, and it's kind of that same thing um, with this. And if you if you want to look at it as an investment and not just a place that, you know, to, to lay your head at night, kind of think of it that way as well. Of of you know, people are scared right now to be purchasing or or have that little bit of hesitation or fear. If you are on that sidelines, and again, like you know, it's something to be cognizant of. Well, is look at those stats over history. It prices are down; they're going to only be down temporarily. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's so many other external factors that are going to drive that up.
2: And to be fair, like I, I don't think that the prices are going to like go through the roof again. That's not. Mm -hmm. not I I I I don't think so either. I don't think. I don't don't think think they are. What I'm saying is that there's more buyers out there. There's more buyers that are just coming to the market. There's a lot of people who've been waiting. You know, I just want, um, I just want the best, like, especially, you know, the people that I'm working with or or any buyer in general, I want what's best for them. And, you know, you could, there's only so much that you can do to um, kind of make, make every, everybody understand because ultimately it's their decision you know, Mm -hmm. like I've said before, they were like a guide to kind of like manage the experience for them and try to give them the best advice. But I just right now, and I'm, passionate about it because I feel that what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of people who, like you said, Paul, are going to be priced out. that just haven't been able to pull the trigger or were nervous um, about doing that up until now Uh, because the new buyers are coming and the new buyers are going to be prepared because they don't really know anything about what's been going on. They
1: only know what's now and what's forward. But I think we are seeing that, Greg, like you were talking about multiple offers. I know we had a mutual client that um, was shopping at one price range, uh, kind of in the four hundred thousand range, and they went in a couple months ago. Were kind of negotiating, ended up walking away, and then just recently they found another place that was kind of in the high threes and thought, okay, well, my four hundred is more than enough to kind of win this offer. And then they kind of went in at their max, and it ended up selling for for over four hundred. So they weren't, like you said, they weren't, they weren't, they were no longer kind of in the game for that property. And yeah. I think we're going to continuously to see that where if the prices do creep up a little bit. Everyone's kind of looking at their max. Well, that, what's available at that max is going to start shifting as well, right? Like we kind of saw everything over the last couple of years, maybe went down 10% and people were like, oh, wow, I'm getting a lot more for my money. It, it's going to go the other way as well when people are out there and, and prices start to creep up a bit.
2: Yeah, and I mean, and, and like we've always said on the show, there's more people coming to town all the time. There's more people moving to Ottawa every day. Like I think almost more than any other city. So when you've got that happening... You know, just be, be aware, be prepared. You know, there's uh there's no, like you have to do what you believe in and you believe what's right for you. You know, we're just here. Like you said, this is for, we're for educational purposes
1: only, right? Yeah, not official financial <laughs> I, advice. We'll get that rolling across I, the bottom I again. I
2: feel, I feel like I'm disappearing in the, sorry guys, I sat in a location. I thought I was going to, Yeah, the sun is,
1: the I'm sun has gone down. <laughs> this sun is gone. If you weren't wearing a white shirt, you'd just, uh, <laughs> just be a voice, the voice. I'm not even here. There I am. Okay. There. Yeah. Um, oh, man. so shifting gears, but kind of staying on the topic of investing, we, we had another, uh, question emailed. It was from Stuart H, uh, I'm assuming a listener of the show, uh, it says I'm a single man who's 27 and I own my own home. I'm seriously considering buying a secondary investment property for long-term wealth gains, but my financial advisor suggested I invest into a REIT uh, real estate investment trust. Instead, mm-hmm. what are the pros and cons to each option? This is actually, I've I had someone else ask me this recently as well. So um, mm. Either of you want to start? I mean, uh, we can start maybe by just explaining what a what a REIT is, and then I'll, I'll explain what a REIT is, and then we can talk about the pros and cons. So, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's 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 essentially a company that owns um, uh, or finances income generating real estate. So it's kind of modeled after mutual funds uh, in the sense that you know it's a, it's a pool of capital for numerous investors, uh, and they invest into you know they kind of buy, manage, and and finance investment properties. Mm-hmm. So. There are definitely pros and cons to each. Uh, I think the pros are maybe more obvious, but uh, Dave, maybe you want to touch on the uh, pros and cons.
0: Uh, sure. I mean, the not um,
1: official financial advice. We'll preface, hey. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I would say pro a big pro is uh, liquidity, meaning you can it's you know riots are traded on the uh, stock exchange. Uh, so you can easily purchase them and sell them. So you're, you know, from a liquidity standpoint, there's not a huge barrier uh, to either purchase or sell. And so if you think you might need access to that capital in the future, or you want to get in for short, you know, shorter term and so be it. Uh, so I certainly think of that as a uh, as a pro. They have, a lot of them do have really steady, um, uh, really st- steady dividend income. That is ongoing because, like you mentioned, it is typically they are buying very large scale um, multi-residential and AAA um, commercial property. Obviously, in the last you know couple of years, that's been a little bit of a a rocky market, just because like on the AAA um, commercial side because of um, office space, some you know number of offices moving out. Doing that remote work from home, it's kind of you. You know, you read in the news now of you know different companies you know mandating. We've got we're in Ottawa, the federal government even you know brought back that you need to you know go into the office three times, three days a week. Even you know when a year and a half ago and two years ago, it was like this is people are never working from the office again. And then we realize that sitting at home all day alone in solitude is. uh mine, you know, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty hard to do and getting yeah. into the office and interacting with people is uh, pretty important. So I think, I think that, I think, you know, anyway, so there's, there's that, you know, you've got other uh, think other things like COVID kind of driving that AAA market, but um, by and large, they are large assets. Um, they typically outperform a lot of other markets, uh, but they are subject to that, you know, from a con that, that frequent fluctuation if you have a certain asset class that has a lot of vacancies that can really um, can really impact things. They typically have like high management fees and whatnot, but again, that's caked into that price of what you're paying and that dividend. So it's kind of looking at that history. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the biggest pro to them is steady source of dividend income and, uh, you know, ease, ease to acquire shares in a REIT. Um Whereas purchasing a property, obviously there's a large down payment requirement, qualifying for that, whereas you don't have to qualify for it. You can just, if you have Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. 5,000, 10,000, 100,000, you can just put it into that stock. So it's a lower barrier to entry Uh, and you don't have, you know, legal fees, land transfer tax and all that because it's, it's kind of caked into that.
1: Yeah, I would say too, like having, not having to deal with like you said buying managing it financing it like you're literally yeah. just buying it like a stock so it's much more liquid it's it's automatically diversified so you don't have to worry about like you know if you're buying just in the pn and then the pn market takes a hit or something then you you know you're kind of you might take a hit on that investment so it's it's automatically diversified um and then obviously as you said the high dividends is is probably the best point to that other than maybe banks or something like that you know they offer quite high dividends and consistently um, the downside, I guess, I don't know too much about it, but I would assume, mm-hmm. uh, like taxes and fees would, would probably play into that. And then as you said, market volatility, like if the, if you're invested in commercial real estate and the commercial real estate market tanks, and that's, that's obviously going to impact your investments, just like any other, you're, you know, you're investing in essentially a, a company at that point or a group mm-hmm. of companies. So, um, and you're hoping that question, they manage though, it so, well. Yeah, yeah. You're hoping they yeah.
0: manage it well on the purchasing a rental property side. Um, you can certainly, you know, it's, it's more hands-on. But you can also uh, purchase where you're controlling that transaction, whereas on a reit, you don't have control of that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. purchasing a rental property, you can choose what type of property you're buying in the sense of am I buying a property where I'm gonna force appreciation by you know doing renovations to it, getting rents up or doing renovations to it so that the overall appearance and longevity of that uh, that property and asset is gonna be there, that somebody's gonna be willing to pay more, or I'm gonna be able to refinance and, and access tax-free um, equity in that property uh, you know are there th- in are there ways in which you can increase rents so and so there is like that play to it as well where you mm. you know on the buying phys- the physical rental property you've got that uh, ability to increase value to that property in a, in a very yeah. substantial and 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 expedited fashion whereas a REIT you're at the mercy of how it's managed and it's going to be a slower increase in value. You know, you're basically relying on just those dividend increases. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically, you know, not, it's not going to be spiking or anything like that. And, and typically in in stock price or anything. Uh, so I, I personally am, you know, I think it's great to have that diversified, um, portfolio because the is mostly on that high, on those bigger assets that as an individual, you're probably not getting into as well. Um, so it's kind of diversifying that, that investment, but, um, it yeah, still allows
1: you if you have like 10,000 to throw out an investment instead of, you know, trying to collect uh, 10 of your friends to, to create, uh, you know, a down payment, you can basically get in at a much lower bar to entry. I don't know what the minimums are for REITs, but I'm mm-hmm. sure they, they fluctuate. So um, that would be another, I guess, benefit.
2: And, yeah, I do know of, um, I do know of a lot of, not a lot, but I know there's groups of, uh, of realtors and um I mean, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself or I don't want to speak too much about this, but there's people that I know and they're starting to promote it, actually, um, building funds for clients to be able to do stuff like this, mm-hmm. uh, in residential. So like, um, as opposed to, you know, to, uh, to a REIT where it's commercial. Oh, wow. Thanks, man. Uh, mm-hmm. where it's, um, uh, you, you know, where it's like a commercial investment or, um, uh, you know, controlled like by a a big corp, uh, a group of people going in, uh, maybe getting four new builds, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a role for uh, investing into that, putting it together, but it's all run under a corporation. It's all like above board. Um, You know, there's accounting and everything. Uh, I think that buyers now who are looking at REITs should also ask the realtor if they know anyone. Uh, who's involved in something like what I'm what I'm talking about. And again, I, I'm not going to get into too much details here, but it is more of an option. It's kind of like what I was saying to you guys at the beginning of the year on the show, where I think that this year is going to be, there's going to be a lot more of that fractional ownership.
0: Yeah. And, um, jo- and joint you know, venture. in real estate. Joint venture. Joint, yeah, joint but... venture
2: because more people want to do it. Like they don't want to, like who, who has the 20% down? Not everybody. Mm. You mm. know, that's a lot of money, depending on what you're getting. So, you know, if you've got 10 people, um and it doesn't have to be friends it's just people you're and you do it in a professional business-like manner you know the results could be could be beneficial but of course there's risks to, to everything just to, matters uh just depends on what your your risk uh, capacity is and, and what you really want to do when you buy a home as an investment property that's yours mm. but that takes a lot more work takes a bigger investment and a lot more time whereas the other one you can just kind of park a little bit here a little bit there uh set it and i don't want to say set it and forget it, but. Um, you, you you stand uh, less chance of losing more at one time in case things change. Does mm-hmm. that make sense?
0: Yeah. So the one uh, like one local REIT that most people would know uh, without actually knowing it's a REIT is the company RioCan. Uh, so RioCan, if you're in Ottawa or Toronto, they you know you probably see this property managed by RioCan. It's yeah. like a commercial strip plaza, things like that. They have a, they are a REIT a uh, Rio can read it. You can buy it on the exchange. Like I just brought it up. I've, I've been following them for ages. Uh, and I just brought up their historical, um, uh, you know, their historical trade record and they launched in 96 on the, on the TSX. So, and it's, they're up over 27 years, they're up 270%. So an average of 10%, uh, you know, you if fraction that out. Um, and they're paying a five, you know, currently a 5% dividend, um, but you can buy it They're, you know, they're 20 trading at 21 bucks a share. So if you want to mm-hmm. have a 5% annual dividend and you want to average, you know, and that's averaging, like it's a pretty good return over 27 years up 270%. Um, you know, it's a pretty strong return. And just to kind of like compare that, like just so people understand what a REIT is or be able to associate like a a name that you might know or Brookfield. Um, you know, a lot of people have heard of Brookfield, like they're, they have a REIT as well. Um, these are just large, you um, uh, large property management and, and ownership companies, if you will.
2: Guys, I'm going to post something here. Uh, Steven, you can put it up. It's a, um, you can invest in real estate with this company in Canada. It's coming to the U S soon, but uh, since we are in Canada, this is what it'll be. It's called Addy. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but it's, it's a similar thing. You can invest as, as little as a dollar. Obviously you're not going to do that, but, uh, that's where it <laughs> is. Um, so yeah, you can uh, if you want to share that, you can put that in the notes too. Addy invest, uh, yeah, check it out. Anyone who's interested in, in learning a little bit more about something like that and doesn't know about Addy, it's
1: pretty cool. cool. Check the site. We have uh, we have another listener question. That looks delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from Dara. It is delicious. <laughs> Darrell Walsh says, have you noticed any price impact on properties due to bill 23 since now virtually any property in Ottawa can be converted to a, a triplex. So bill 23 is the more, more homes built faster act, uh, from last year, uh, Greg, maybe you want to touch on that I
0: either of you. Zero, I haven't seen anything that applies to that at all. Yeah. It has, yeah. it hasn't been around long enough. It's, um, and I don't think, yeah there, I mean really there just hasn't been enough time for anyone to do any renovations or or uh, add any additional units or build based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly like lot size and, and what you can build there yeah I haven't I haven't seen uh, seen, any, seen any impact or even heard from any of my investor clients you know that our developers uh, even bring it up or mention it to be honest. Yeah yeah. Great, uh, great question though. But I think I think mm-hmm. over time, it uh, there, there's a possibility in um, you know in the dent, in the like core of uh, of a lot of our larger cities.
1: Was that a live question? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. That was uh,
1: Dara Walsh. Thanks for that. Sugs,
0: good evening. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so go. yeah and duran throw <laughs> bro. some uh some Durant. surfing <laughs> just surfs up duran that's uh <laughs> duran's my bro that's the antler oh no way <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah should put some <laughs> antler emojis mm-hmm. um we oh, had one more question soon. we had one more question by email pretty um uh standard question but probably pretty relevant going into the spring market it says is there a best time of year price wise to buy a home I feel like we touched on that earlier too. It was, yeah.
2: It's no, there's not, really. <laughs> uh, you know, I I say this repeatedly on the show, if you're if you're watching the show, I'm repeating myself if you've been listening for a long time. My favorite time to shop is in the summer or in the December. From from like end of November through to second week of January, if you are shopping, you will probably find I don't want to say a deal, but you may find something better priced during that time. And most people don't shop during that period. And so that's, you know, that's the time to go. When you, when you shop, when everyone else is shopping, what do you think's happening? You're not getting the best price for the house because everyone's shopping at the same time. Which mm-hmm. means the prices are generally going.
0: Good question, though. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a great question mm-hmm.
2: yeah dead of August dead of December shock yeah, yeah I would agree
0: whenever everyone's at the cottage or uh, at the uh, at the yeah. campsites right before right. back to school
2: but wait remember when we were saying that last summer and everyone thought we were crazy everyone mm-hmm. thought that that's why the prices were, were changing because <laughs> we said it right or something anyways yeah because mm-hmm. we said it Everything that we say comes true.
0: <laughs> Obviously. Does no, one
2: get, does no one get that yet? <laughs> it's been almost two years. I think everything that we said has come true except for like a few little things that we said may happen.
1: Well, I'm yeah. gonna say this this the senders are gonna win the Stanley Cup this year, just so that we, hopefully that can come to fruition as well. Uh oh, that local. sounds like your, it comes true.
0: that sounds like you're smoking crack, Paul. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> um well let's give let's give the let's give listeners that are tuning in live just another few minutes to uh throw some questions in the chat i know it's probably a bit of a maybe a you know 15 20 second delay on the on the live feed uh if not then maybe we can uh, we can slide in some boosts gentlemen yeah I had, I had i had a situation today i actually went uh had some clients that just finished a new build uh so i went by there to to see them today and stunning stunning home but they're thinking about listing their current property, which is in Orleans, like beautiful home, beautiful street. And they asked me, which obviously I'm not an expert, but Greg, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Um, they, they said like, we were thinking about listing now, um, but now mm-hmm. they're actually thinking about waiting until kind of mid-April, early May to list. Um, mm-hmm. And they were just trying to figure out, you know, with the current state of the market, if they're listening, um, would you list as soon as possible to kind of beat that? you know, flush of homes coming out in March, April, potentially, or do you wait until that all those come out and those people are shopping so that there's more buyers out, even even more buyers out, kind of looking to upgrade maybe to a, to a different home?
2: You know, it's, it's like I always say, uh, you can't, you have to commit to one of those options. You can't try to play it. And you also can't be disappointed if you do one and mm. you realize that you could have done better later or vice versa. It's just my, my general consensus is if you're ready to go, just do it now. Because a lot of the time you might be disappointed later on. I like to deal with what's in front of my face. Mm. Um, you know, I've got an example for that. Like I was, I was with my wife today. We're, we're in Mexico. We're at a shop getting some last minute things before we head back home. And we're at this store and it's basically our last stop. And someone comes around and says, oh... I saw these and and you can get these $2 cheaper at this other store, um, which is close enough to where we are, but it would have been like, we would have finished up there, got to that store. Maybe they had them, maybe they didn't, maybe they were less, maybe they were the same price. But either way, it would have derailed our day by probably about 60 minutes. So Anna contemplated for a while. And then she asked me what I thought. I'm like, we're here now. This is what you want. It's in front of your face. It costs $2 more for each piece. Let's just get it here because then we're done. The yeah. money at that point didn't become, time was much more important than the money to us at that point. So yeah, it, when, you, when it's in front of your face, whether it's more or less, I always say just go for it because you do not know what can happen when,
1: when the time
2: changes. You know, You just can't predict that.
1: I think it's hilarious because this is coming from the guy who we can't see his face currently. When it's right in your when <laughs> no, it's right dude, your face, dude, you gotta just just a floating antler in your uh, perfect promotion for yeah, antler.
2: I'm so, I'm sorry, guys. I should have I should have picked a better spot for this. So I don't
1: You're right, though. I agree with you. It's so much like that, like you said. The 60 minutes is not worth the 10 to 20 dollars or whatever you would have saved. No. I mean, it's like it and it derails the whole for, day for so. a
2: for a maybe for a maybe. That's the whole yeah. thing. And that's what people are doing when they're playing with their time. When it comes to buying and listing, they're playing with their time because mm-hmm. the longer, the more time that goes on, your stress levels change, and everything. You need to commit to something. It's action and go for it.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Um, we got a. Uh, we did get a couple of uh, very good questions. Uh, Gabriel, he's uh, he's asked it again, and maybe we read it wrong. And I'm because I'm reading it again. and Thanks for posting it again. Uh, do you think that the Bank of Canada is going to let prices go up like crazy again? Um, so I think we uh, I think we kind of misread it earlier. Mm. Um, but you know I think this last few years was um, wasn't the Bank of Canada letting things get away. It was an overstimulus in the economy. The Bank of Canada was you know was contributing out with buying up a ton of bonds, but there was a crazy amount of stimulus into the economy, uh, and overabundance of it, and they've actually outlined that um, in many different um, reports and inquiries from the federal government finance minister, uh, and then from uh, and then on the bank of Canada side, in behind the scenes buying up bonds to keep you know rates low and things like that, which obviously does drive it. Uh, but we were in a period of time of unknown. Now that's the last couple of years. Previous to that, there were you know prices have gone up um quite a bit but like we were mentioned at the at the outset of the show um and we've said numerous times is the prices will continue to go up not necessarily like crazy maybe not the same jumps because of prices where they're at but when there's an when there's too much demand and not enough supply prices will go up if there is one glass of soda in a restaurant and you can't get another coca-cola and you've got a restaurant full of people. People will pay more for that that glass of cola. Um, it's you know in real estate, it's the exact same thing. If You have an overabundance of demand, and anything you're and there's not enough supply, things are going to go up. And so it's you know there's only so much the bank can that can do. Um, and 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 there's other aspects like needing to uh, clear red tape on development, um, on helping to speed that up and cut costs so that it does actually. There, there's significant cost to development, uh, and in in soft costs. And soft costs are development fees to the city, permit fees to the city, cash and low parkland to the city. Um, I was talking to um, a client yesterday that is thinking about build, just got uh, cleared where he can build um, a side, front to back semi in in Hindenburg, and we're talking about about the fact that soft costs alone before even getting going is likely going to be in the neighborhood of hundred to one hundred and twenty five thousand and this is after he just cut a check for twenty thousand to a planner uh, just to get just to get his uh, his approval on um for for the for the severance on the property. Um, there's a lot of soft costs that go in that, and that's passed along to the buyer, uh, which then drives the cost of real estate. so um that's not increasing. Necessarily increasing margins to the to the builders. So there's a lot of aspects in that. It's not just up to the Bank of Canada. It's up to Immigration Canada to speak to home, homeowner developers to speak to Bank of Canada or the Finance Minister. And there's a lot of departments that are making decisions that are driving um, forces to increasing demand. That they're not speaking to one another. Of how do we get um, how do we get supply back to where it needs to be? And they've identified that they need supply up. And they've really identified that they need to build. Uh, I think it was a million and a half homes. They announced that they need to build over the next uh, what was it, five years, um, in order to keep up. And we're not nowhere near that. So Bank of Canada can keep rates high as much as they want, but all that's going to do is drive up rental rates for people because maybe they're they they're not going to qualify for that mortgage, but there's still going to be buyers coming in. There's lots of money outside Canada of people coming in. You have half a million foreigner um immig- immigrants moving to canada that are professionals with a lot of money as well yep. um so there's there's just a lot of external factors uh, and it's not just determined by by the bank of canada
2: no exactly and we have and that's the biggest problem that exists with our housing industry in canada right now is you know it's the not enough homes way more people coming into the country than probably should be but you know we need them you know there's jobs that need to be filled. There's people here that aren't that don't want to take certain jobs. Um, you know what I mean? and it's it's a good place to live. So why wouldn't mm-hmm. you want to come here? And who are we to say no, right? So you know as long as as long as this train keeps rolling as is, this is always going to be an issue, which is why more people need to be talking about it like we are, and just try to help everybody navigate this. Uh, in the best way possible and there's no easy answer it's just you know figure <laughs> figuring it out as you go but obviously like I say commit commit to something and do it um, stop listening to the naysayers
0: there's uh, there's two good questions for for you Greg uh from Karim and Suggs uh and they kind of roll into one another I find uh from your experience with buying clients what are the big don'ts uh, when staging a house? And then from uh, the second question from another person was, when selling a home without AC in the winter, is this a big issue for buyers? So I kind of find that they're both, you know, they they both relate to listing and, uh, and buyers. But uh, so we'll start with the first uh, don'ts when staging a home that you find that buyers really hate um, to see. And is a lack of AC in a house a huge detriment to uh, somebody listing
2: the don't when staging a house is not getting a professional to stage your house that's the biggest don't so if you think that you're staging your house on your own without getting at least a consult for a few certain pieces for your home that's the biggest mistake that you can make i can't really think of something that is specifically a don't like something that you shouldn't do because if you hire a professional, you are doing everything the right. Uh, and, You know, find a stager, get reviews, or through your agent or whatever. Um, that's one. And sorry, Dave, the second one was AC uh, in the winter. Is it? A, yeah. Is it if a you problem? don't,
0: so selling a home without AC in the winter is this a big issue for buyers? Like, are is it something that they're cognizant of when looking at you know buying a home? You mean in terms that, of
2: like the home doesn't have AC, or you just can't yeah? Test I think the AC. I think they're listing
0: like somebody's listing a house in the winter, so they don't, you know, it's not maybe front and center that there's no AC in a house. Um, do you find that that Certainly notice up? it
1: more in the summer when yeah, you're, that's when what you're I mean. doing a show. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, AC, AC is AC. If, you, if it's there, it's there. And if you can't test it in the winter, um, you know, you can have a clause in your agreement stipulating that, uh, you know, they, they will represent a warrant that it's functioning at the time of closing and from the last season. And mm-hmm. then if, come spring, when you turn it on and can get it properly inspected, if there's a problem, or if you're really nervous about it, excuse me, most homeowners will agree to sign, a clause, sign off on a clause saying that if there is a problem, um, that they can, it can be renegotiated or there, or there can be a holdback uh, with the lawyer at closing until that test is done. I've seen that happen before. Uh, mm-hmm. For anyone that doesn't understand what that means, if, if you're buying a home, the AC, you can't test it in the winter during an inspection, um, you're very, very nervous about it, uh, and the seller agrees to a hold back, which means you might say, um, i want I want a thousand dollars held back from my uh, my commitment to pay my the balance balance of the purchase price of closing, the final purchase price. The lawyer will keep a thousand bucks. once you test the AC if it works, the thousand dollars is released to the seller. If it doesn't work, the thousand dollars is released to you to repair the air conditioner. Things like that. I think that's what he's talking about, right? Yeah. And
0: I and I think he, I think also if um I think he's I think the part of that is also do you find home buyers um, are like air conditioning in a house is something that is like a must on their list of must-haves, if you will.
2: Yeah, like I mean the thing is this, any house in Ottawa that you're buying um, that is a town home, a semi-detached or a detached home is probably going to have air conditioning it's very rare that you Mm -hmm. find a home even in the 1960s it's probably been updated at some point to have air conditioning if it didn't at that point uh Mm -hmm. you know older century homes most of them will have it now if they don't they'll at least have a window unit uh and that's just a whole other story that you know the seller may agree to leave the window unit in or you can get a new one but most of them are going to have ac it's ottawa it's hot
0: Yeah.
1: You know,
2: I can't, I can't remember the last time I sold a house that didn't have air conditioning in it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I had a unit, my my property in Blackburn, when I lived there, the condo Ford had an issue with certain units having AC in the backyard. Like they wouldn't, I'm trying to think if I ended up installing it or not, but I want to say I didn't. I had one of those
0: like window, the window living room
1: units that like went into my sliding (laughs) door, sucked out the hot air, blew in the cold air. But I'm pretty sure that the condo board had an issue. Like I remember I got a new furnace and I had to, I I don't think they allowed me to get the AC. This is 10 years Mm -hmm. ago now, so I I wish I could remember better, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. Yeah. So they wouldn't allow you to get the AC, really. eh? I think
0: it was I think it was a noise, like a noise thing for the neighbors. I think they're clearly somebody was grumpy about it. Mm -hmm.
2: And it's funny because there are people that occasionally you'll you'll go see a home and the AC will be at the front. Mm -hmm. And it's because either the and and it's not necessarily a bad thing because if you're in a middle row unit you've got the AC at the back you're out there in the summer you know if it's an older mm-hmm. home the AC might be might be very loud um, mm-hmm. so sometimes you'll see it at the front and then in the back of the house it's great cuz you've got you've got nothing to worry about but then you've got this big monster of an AC unit right beside your steps as you walk in your door yeah not the most uh, curb appealing one more,
0: uh, one, more, I think one last question i think one last question before we get in the mood boost uh, you mentioned more buyers are starting to come out uh, with multiple offers. Have you seen the same increase in demand for new builds? I've noticed price drops from some of the builders lately.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on that a bit. Uh, you know, well, keep that light the on. Builders Greg. actually, the builders, <laughs> turn, the builders, turn, the, build, turn your laptop the builders
1: actually. What me? What's happening? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, you, you had a
1: white light on there that was perfect for, uh, for your face. Oh, for did I? <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't see that. I
2: uh, Maybe it's like I did something like this. Anyways, um, the builders actually dropped their prices a while ago, and no one knew about it, and no one was really talking about it. because. But if you, if you listen to a, a, our episodes a while back, I was kind of hinting that you could go in and you could mm-hmm. ask for reductions at some of the builders. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people didn't take that advice but I know some did and some got like what you're seeing where uh, I think it was, was it EQ Homes have posted today? There's $100,000 off their list price now because they haven't sold. And also some of these people are offering realtors up to 4% commission to bring buyers in because they have, wow. a lack of, they have a lack of funding to build the homes now. And the one reason that they didn't advertise it before is because how would you feel as a home buyer purchasing something uh, six months ago at 100,000 more than what they're offering it for now so that they can start building your home.
1: Yeah, so we talked That's about pretty- this last week, Craig. In your oh, absence, okay. I had oh, a situation, I'm- I had a situation where a client bought a place for a million dollars and now the same builder is listing that same unit for under 900. So, they're coming up to yeah. their closing now and they have to get uh, an appraisal done at 97% completion and the comparables are going to be literally the exact same model for 100k less than what they paid so um so yeah i think that we'll see it'll be interesting to see what happens with that but um i I had another new build in smith falls that just got auto like auto appraised so Mm. who knows
0: i've seen a lot number of um uh new builds where uh the the appraisals have come in light um i got uh, a list from a builder that i won't say or area but where 32 of their buyers in this area were negotiating a mutual release and giving up their deposits hmm. because, the, because their new construction to that point, other, you know they bought height, signed purchase agreements, and, a, and new construction is being listed less, and they, their, their appraisals came in uh, $100,000 and $150,000 light. And they didn't, they just didn't have the funds to come up with that. And they were just walking away. Um, It's a real issue right now. Those builders are having a price drop. They were trying not to, to Greg's point, they're finding ways of either increasing commission because as soon as they affect the price of their product, that's our, that's listed right now, you've already got purchase agreements signed. When people go to try and close and appraise on that and it comes in light, those houses aren't it's closing. A snowball they, don't have, they don't have that money. And so they've, they've come trying to come up with other ways before doing that. But then at the same time, they've got all this inventory that they can't, they, they can't hold on to. They need to unload it um, in one fashion or another, because they need that those funds to maintain operations and to continue that next development. And as much as we want to harp on developers and they, you know, they're making money and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, it is a business, but they also they have. There's a lot of risk involved, and they have to roll those sales to yep. keep to keep supply going. Because if uh-huh. they don't, to that question about cra- prices going up like crazy again, that's where supply tanks because there's no one else building other than private builders. There's no one focused on affordable housing or doing you know things to increase supply other than the private sector, really. And what about Bill Bill Twenty
1: Three though, David?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the and so. So really those builders, like yeah, they're they're at that right now, they're at that precipice where they're having to actually like drop some prices and they're hoping that uh, that these other people will be willing to that they took enough of a deposit that those people are gonna be able to close and they're not gonna be saddled with
1: yeah,
2: and and, and think about and and those old ones. And think about this, like a lot of these builders, they have lenders too. So they've gotta they've gotta get a certain amount of capital together to provide to their lender to get the bill done. So, I mean, if they're not getting this money and then they're getting mutual releases and the deposit's letting it go, it's like, what do you think's going to happen? Like, nothing's going to get built. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, but wait, the foreign, foreign buyers. Oh, but wait, they're not allowed to buy here anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Canada, <laughs> welcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I, I think the new build, yeah. I think it will be interesting to see how developers, um, like you can already see them scale back their their plan builds like there's a number of projects and areas where they've already pushed back and or they've canceled temporarily because they just don't have the funding so there will be a trickle effect for for years to come of you know these issues um right now with it so it's um yeah it, it affects many different aspects and it's um i mean it's yeah it's it's tough because it's even for the buyers like signing a purchase agreement and prices drop when you go to close like You know, how do you, how does that make you feel as well? Like there's, there's many different aspects to it as an individual and you're, you're kind of at a loss. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, you know, there are many different uh, layers to it.
2: And that's, and and that's why we do this show. Like if all the listeners there, in case you didn't know, we really, we're really passionate about this. Mm-hmm. we have opinions and uh you know we've been doing this long enough and we love i i love this this is like my favorite thing the live the live calls mm-hmm. well not calls the live
1: panel i guess and gentlemen we, we hit- do live calls we yeah, should do live calls Collins, we need Go people ahead. calling in that'd be amazing gabrielle will be all over that for next uh, next uh <laughs> next live show um we did hit a thousand subscribers on youtube as well gentlemen i know oh, yeah. actually the majority of our listeners based on the stats you have seen, actually listen on uh spotify that's where most people listen um but youtube is where people watch and it's the only place you can watch so uh mm. we did a thousand subscribers which was kind of our goal uh mid-year last year to kind of hit that in the next 12 months so happy that we uh, that we hit that feat um some positive feedback here from a few listeners gina says i really appreciate you guys long-time listener keep doing good work uh Darius is yep. big fan of the show appreciate the weekly podcast especially those mood boosts mm. uh gabriel says thanks for your answers great show as, as always says karim um before we get into the mood boost gentlemen i just want to let anyone who is watching know um we were talking about renewals i'm actually hosting a free webinar thursday 7 p.m uh for anyone who has a renewal coming in 2023 just going to go over basically all the ins and outs you know what your options are for that renewal um and and what you can do to kind of brace for impact if your if your price if your payments are going to be going up um but thank you to everyone listening. We appreciate you. Uh, I'll put the actual link in the comments here just so that it's, uh, it's there for anyone who wants to attend. I got four today, gents. I think they're pretty good. Of course. Good. Of course, yeah, course I do. Uh, so, number one. Why didn't the sailors play cards? Because the captain was on deck. Mm. Captain was on deck. Okay. Uh, number two. Why did the elephants keep getting kicked out of the pool? Very concerning. Uh, they kept dropping their trunks. Unacceptable. <laughs> oh. unacceptable at the wow. local watering hole. Uh, number three, which winter month which winter month do people sleep the least? February. Hmm. 28 days. February. Not really a joke even. it's kind of a fact. <laughs> I was just um, gonna say. Yeah. And number four. Fun facts. Yeah. Uh, what do cars eat on their toast? Traffic jam. Mm. Ay. Traffic jam. Delicious.
2: Mm. TV traffic and jam. traffic
1: jam. Uh thanks to everyone who tuned in live. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh released. This will be released, I guess, tomorrow. Uh, Steven, correct me if I'm wrong for anyone who didn't tune in live great and then next week i uh, will be back 10 a.m tuesdays every week shows released every week we'll be here uh we should get a guest on soon throw in the comments you guys want to see a yeah. guest who do you want to see greg uh, i've had a few people mention uh getting kind of a cross-country feel maybe uh we had someone actually yeah. write us an email asking about you know montreal vancouver and uh, calgary and I have- and
2: I have them all lined up. It, we ha- there was a little bit of a miscommunication going on, but I have, I have Montreal, I have Toronto, I have Vancouver. Um, I can get Calgary. I can also get Saskatchewan and Winnipeg, Alberta, uh, well, and anyways.
1: So I think it'd be can, great to get a few realtors that. in from uh, from across the country. Get a, a yeah, full glimpse of the national spectrum. Yeah. I'm also going to get ChatGPT to write us an outro, so we don't have to have these awkward sure. conversations nice. the show every
0: week. <laughs> Soon we'll just have ChatGPT doing the whole show for us. Yeah, and we'll just sit, just sit here and it'll just move our mouths and my eyes yeah. will be looking
1: right at the camera. <laughs> um, so
2: not, even, not even us, but our, <laughs> our voice. Our, avatar, our avatars,
0: dude. yeah. yeah. Our, our characters. What a, a time saver. Um,
1: <laughs> Greg, have a safe trip home tomorrow, Thank whenever you. you're back. And uh, we'll see everyone next week. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that.